Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Sports to the Max. I've often said that to book this show, you need to have a great sports acumen and you need to go to the health club a lot because not to stay in shape, but because you run into all kinds of people that are great guests. Yesterday, I'm there, and there's the amazing Akbar. I haven't seen him for a long time since we walked the streets of South Minneapolis. He grew up in Minneapolis, started Minneapolis Roosevelt High School, led the city conference in scoring. I'm telling you, this is one of those kids. He'd, he'd get an open 25-footer, and he'd be yelling, lay up, lay up, because that's what it was to him when he was in the zone. Played some Division One basketball at Idaho State, played overseas, then got in a little trouble. Uh, found himself on the other side of the law. Got out. Started a reality TV show. How about that? Ended up starring in a reality TV show in the last couple of years. They're going to bring it to Hulu soon. And does day trading by day. Hear what I'm saying? This is, I go to him often because he always knows what's going on in Minneapolis for real. There ain't nothing fake about it for real. And he was up here for me. He lives in Dallas, but he was up here yesterday when I ran into him again. And I said, I've been meaning to call you to get you on the show. And, and he said, we can do it. And I said, all right. So with no further ado, the amazing Akbar joins me. How you doing, Big age? You get back home safely? Yeah, I made it back safe. Man, you know, I just missed the snow. Did you, uh, I left before your, your actual competition, your pickup game started. Did you hold your own? Yeah, man, I won. I Did beat you? my brothers. You know, you can't can't erase what I, I used to be, you know? Yeah, even if you wanted to, it's just it, it's going to come natural to you at that point, right? That muscle memory. You already know. I, I know more, so I still have the, uh, the knowledge of the game. Plus, you got a little bit more, you know, a little more there now. You can go low post. Yeah, yeah, I got size on me now. You got say You said it. You got size. We'll call it size, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's great. Hey, I want to talk to you about a couple different topics. Uh, the state of Minneapolis, what you're doing now, uh, overcoming, starting a TV show, all those things on the docket. I want to start with the state of Minneapolis as you see it. Your family's still here. Your sister heavily involved in a church and, and, and a place. Uh, uh, she works at one of the hospitals where there's great trauma. Uh, so, so you've always got your ear to the ground and the people back here. Uh, we've come out of, uh, we haven't come out of, but the, the, the George Floyd era, so to speak, uh, there's still ongoing cases and uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but... Um, there's a um, uh, a feeling that uh, there's there's a bit of a new Minneapolis for better or worse. What are the things that concern you the most about Minneapolis right now as someone that grew up there? It's, it's the state where it's at. You know, uh, I think with the young men in the community, like, you know, when you're 20-plus years old and we they're trying to target these young men, they're kind of stuck in their mind with the drug, you know, with the drugs involved with these pills, the fentanyl pills and these drugs, you can't really target these kids. We have to target the younger group, you know, the 13 and under. 
And I think when I was coming up, we had a Boys and Girls Club in Phillips community. And it used to help us stay off the streets. Now, with with everyone's giving money because of the you know the outreach programs and stuff like that, they're giving it to the community, but it's it's, it's targeting twenty something year old, thirty year old men, and it's it's kind of hard to fix them and rectify the, the true problem. And that's just at the bottom, the foundation with the young men, you know, to raise them to be teenagers, and I see they don't have a they don't have a you know they don't have a childhood. That's very interesting because what you're saying is all these foundations, all this money given, it's there. But if it's going in the, in the pockets of twenty some and thirty some years old, you're not fixing a lot of problems. And 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 those are the people that might have first access to it. Is that one of those things that you know more about than maybe I know more about, and other people know more about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, hands on. Like I mean, like I said, at the time I was growing up in in nineteen and nineties, you know, they were really reaching out. Kevin Garnett came up to the Boys and Girls Club. They had, you know, Kirby Puckett at the time, rest in peace to him. They were coming out at King Griffey Jr. They came to speak at our Boys and Girls Club, and it was really helping us. Like, we were inspired to be better. And once they shut the Boys and Girls Club down, next you know, the young men and women are, you know, hitting the streets, and, you know, the streets took, take you over, and now it's kind of like you have nowhere else to go. You know, so uh, now, like, yeah, with these outreach programs, they're helping people. Don't get me wrong, but it's hard to change. You know, it's just like the saying goes, hard to teach an old dog new tricks. So, they have their motives, and their motives are not always good with the funding. What What do we need to do, do you think, though, to keep an eye on that so the money goes to the right places? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of hard, man. Like I said, I think if you put it in the facilities and locations to help the young men and women, you know, such as 16 and, and under, the ones that are still in school, active in school, and, you know, have programs set up for these young men and women, you know, have video games. They always want to play video games and take away the video games with the shootings involved, with the guns involved, because now they have these things on the street called switches, and that's the big thing right now. They have a task force right now trying to clean up the streets in Minneapolis because of those problems right now with the gang violence. Well, what are, what are switches? It's these things that they put on guns they're talking about to where it makes it shoot like a, you know, like a automatic. Now it's like a semi-automatic, so it shoots rapid gunfire. With a pistol-type action, huh? Yeah, and they, they, someone is making them. It's not. They're like man-made. There's not, you know, uh, there's not something you can buy at the store. So, so if you're making them in your basement, it's pretty hard to to uh, monitor that. It has to be a unique person who makes those. They have to find, get to the foundation to find out who's making those because that's not easy to make. Akbar, I was also told that that by a, a cop that works in Minneapolis, he said he said they're 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 going to the suburbs, kids that aren't even old enough to drive. And and for twenty five dollars they can buy a tracking device. They watch to see who gets out of the nice car, walks into the grocery store. They put the tracking device on it. When that person comes out, uh, they see how many bags of groceries they got. Now they know where they live because they're going to track them to where they live. They also know if they've got two bags of groceries and a cell phone, there's a really good chance that when they pull into the garage, they're going to be able to walk right into the garage and and ki- not, not necessarily kidnap, but a minimum carjack and get what they want. Are you hearing? much about that there's this thing's called they call air tags and yeah. from apple but if you have a smartphone it would also help you it would lo- help you and notify you that you have an air tag on your car so some people who don't have if you have an android or uh, old flip phone you won't know that it's on your car no but if you aware of your iphone it will alert you that is an air tag on your car 
and you should be aware of that. Yeah, so now, do you have to have an app to have that activated, or is that something that's just automatic? No, the person, whoever whoever purchases it, can activate it, but if, if someone puts it on your car, it would alert you that it's on your car. You probably doesn't know, you probably don't know what it is, but pay attention. If it says AirTag, it's, it's it's similar to like when you find your like Air AirPods or something like that that's nearby. I see. And they'll let you know that an AirTag is near you, so be careful if you see see that and it and your phone notifies you that is an AirTag nearby. Trust me, someone just put that on your car to locate you like a tracker because wow. it's, it's really for wallets. It's not for to locate. A I see. The, the original tension was for a wallet because we lose our wallet from time to time, and then you could track it. But obviously, it didn't take the bad guys long to figure out a different way to use it. You already know everyone. You know people just they know how to misuse things, just like people misuse funds. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Aqua. Now, now you, you stay in touch with your family, as I mentioned. Your your, your sister Jaleel very involved. Are they pessimistic, optimistic? Where are they at with it all? They are. They, they stay optimistic. You know, they, they're trying to help the community, but you know, it takes a it takes a community and a village to help the community. It's, it's a collective. Collectively, they have to do it. You know, it starts with everyone, the whole entire community. So, I think just cleaning up. And, and, and creating a new foundation, such as rebuilding. And it's just at a rebuilding stage right now. And they, they, they're definitely they're optimistic and hoping for the best. But uh, it's definitely going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be, you know, it wasn't built. It's not going to be built overnight, you know. So it's going to take a lot of work right now. Can, can you stay on with us for a quick break? I want to ask you about what you're doing now and uh, a couple of different uh, variables on that and further the conversation as to what can happen in, in, when you rehabilitate your life. You got a couple minutes? Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. Come back with the amazing Akbar. Stay with us. Sports the Max, the amazing Akbar is with us. He lives down in Dallas now. He grew up in, in, in Minneapolis in the streets. I gave you his profile earlier and um, has turned his life around uh, since incarceration, but, but more so than that. He, he, he's one of those guys, as you can pick up on when you talk to him, really smart guy. And, and he's put that... Um, to his better angels and has worked on a couple of different things. Now, now, Akbar, you, you've got this, this reality show and, and I saw it and now you had to go to production for a while with COVID and now you're coming back with Hulu. You were telling me yesterday, but the epi- last episode that I saw, it seemed to me there were a couple of ladies fighting over for your attention. Can you, can you tell me about that? Or is that something that we have to wait till the next episode? You kind of got to wait till the next episode. You gotta see what's next. Yeah, it's a lot of it's gonna be a lot of drama, adversity, but overall, it's all about overcoming it with love. So, okay, so definitely gonna be interesting. So, I mean, you looked to me like you were in the driver's seat, man, because it looked to me like there were there were two uh, fetching ladies that both wanted your attention. Yeah, it was just that's the whole point of the show. You know, it's all about people pulling you, <laughs> and everyone want to know which direction you're gonna go in that process. So, it's, it's definitely gonna be fun and. People are going to like the show, and it's going to be entertaining, and it's going to be fun to watch. What's it like when they put a microphone on you and cameras? Do you forget they're on you after a while? I mean, this is, you know, I related to, I tell people, it's just like phones, right? You, you know, the phones now have cameras on them. So when people are around you, you forget that the phone can record as well as, you know, videotape you. So it's kind of like you got to get used to it. You know, you, you can be, you be, that's why they say, be careful what you say. And also what you say can and will be used against you. So whatever you say, just make sure you, <laughs> you seem familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so like when you're doing this show, if you get to a moment where you go, no, this ain't going to make the, I'm going to make sure this gets edited out. Can you, can you shut your mic off? Can you stop and say, I don't want that. What, what, what discretion do you have? 
Man, you know, you know, you're in the in the, you're in the entertainment industry. When you have producers and they think it's it's going to be a catch, you can't really control what the producers want. No, they they'll fight it. you on that if they think it's good, right? And a lot of stuff yeah. they think is good might not be good for you, but that's okay to them <laughs> because it's entertainment, right? Yeah, because everyone everyone want put it like this: when we watch TV, no one want to watch. Say if you let's say you have a traditional like you know wife, kids, family. No one want to watch that show. You want to see the opposite of your life. You know, coming from inner city, I used to want to watch the Bill Cosby show because I didn't have both parents. So I thought that was cool. Yep. You know, but you, when you come from a, a traditional household, you kind of want to see some little drama. You know, <laughs> you want to watch Die Hard and everything else. Oh, for sure. Now, now your mom raised, what, 10 kids? Yeah, she raised 10 of us, yes. Now, now you talk about a reality TV show. That could have been one. But but yeah. what, how, what did she do? What was her message? How did How did she get through that? Uh, my mother was just, you know, she was she was she was driven. To, she was on drugs, and she was ambitious to get off drugs, and that's what led us to Minneapolis from Chicago. Um, and that was her drive. And then when having that instilled in her to 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 do better for herself, she just wanted the best for her children, and and hopefully that you know we turn out a good way. She don't you don't really know. You just rolling dice, and that when it comes to that, because she had no help. So you know we lived in a shelter and stuff like that. But overall. You know, thank God we are still alive and we're still here. And, uh, you know, so that's a good thing. And just constantly trying to be better as young men. So it's hard for her to, to raise. She had four girls and six boys. So it's hard for her to, to keep an eye on all of us. So thank God was watching over us. Now, now explain to people, because I found this interesting when we were visiting yesterday, uh, like where she lives in your home at one time in the Cedar area, uh, not that far from the 3rd Precinct where it burned down, and then you go over to 38th in Chicago, and you said that's a different group of people. That'd be considered enemies or maybe a different gang compared to the neighborhood that I grew up in. There's a great separation there, as opposed to thinking, well, South Minneapolis is South Minneapolis. Explain where, where the territorial lines are drawn. It's neighborhood, so you have people that lived in like from 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 10th all the way to the 26th, 27th, 28th, and then once you cross Lake Street, that's considered like 31st, 32nd, 33rd, near Chicago, Bloomington. That's just a different environment, different neighborhood. Because, you know, neighborhoods are similar to where, you know, you grew up with these guys, these are your friends, and the, the, the beef or situations happen when they have, so say if you have a friend at a school and we fight these guys, and now we don't like these guys and they don't like us because they're from a different neighborhood. And the neighborhood is, yes, South Minneapolis is big as a whole, but the division happens with different neighborhood, different blocks. So that's what's considered a neighborhood. So you have the third cross at Lake Street, that's a different neighborhood versus down in 26th, 25th, 23rd towards Cockroach, uh, you know, Phelps Park. Sure. So, so so you know who those people are, and then, and then how do you avoid or get into conflict with them? What would trigger something? I mean, I was cool with everyone, really, because I played sports. So you had the, you know, we yeah. had guys that was from different neighborhoods, and that people was rooting for me, and we we're cool. Is uh, you can't really avoid each other. It's too close. Well, you just got to be smart, and and hopefully, you know, choose your your friends wisely because. You know how it is. You, you you hanging with this guy, and they don't like each other, and things can happen when you get caught in the middle. So it's just choosing your friends wisely, and when you choose a certain path, you got to be careful with not trying to cross that line. But if you choose to cross that line and decide to do anything 
negative or bad, next thing you know, you end up in jail or dead. So would that be like going into their neighborhood and, and, and maybe if somebody was selling drugs, if they sold drugs out in somebody else's neighborhood, if they, I don't know, tried to date a girl from that neighborhood that they knew was going out with a different gang member, what what, what would create the, the, the friction? I mean, that's what anything, a lot of wars started over women and money and power. Mm-hmm. So... And influence, so that's the same thing in the streets. So, if you, so if you think about those things, however, however they translate, that's what's going to be the igniter. Exactly, because everyone wants you know you you messing with someone's girl or you messing with someone's money, it, it, you you have problems, and then you create envy, and people don't like you, and then you, you you people create this malice in their heart towards you that you don't even know these guys are going to be your enemy soon, and if someone robbed you and try to take your money, then now you want to retaliate, and then. It, the, the beef or the altercation never ends. It'll continue to grow, grow because they have family who they love. If you try to do harm to him, and they have family, so it, it, it's it's just a never. You know, the the the, the war is kind of like it's like a war in a way. It's hard to stop it when it when it goes. Because when you lose family members, it's it's pretty tough to forgive that. Yep, and 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 now it's war on, right? I mean, and, and now there's really no end in sight because it, you start exchanging blows, and, and and who knows where it ends, huh? Yeah, yeah, pride. When you get pride involved, you never know. Yeah, you never. And then with the drugs, man, you get the drugs involved and and start influencing them. And now they out there. They're not in their right mind. They're not thinking of death or prison, and they make bad decisions. Akbar, you now you live in Dallas. You got away from here in part by design, but uh, you've got other things going on in your life. And, and you've gotten into the, the day trading and the crypto part of things. Explain this to me. Well, a lot of people talk about uh, Bitcoin and different crypto and then people creating cryptocurrency. You know, currency is basically uh, just it's no different than when you talk about finances or any type of money economically, but it's, it's, it's not backed by a government, right? So that's the difference of when you think about cash, you know, U.S. dollars or euros or Great Britain pounds. It's backed by some type of gov- form of government. Um you know, when you go to cryptocurrency, it's not backed by a government. So you're basically your own government. So, you know, the people are the government. So, when, But the thing about it, it's not protected as, as well. So if someone sends you money through a wallet, you lose your money, and you can't get that back. Versus when you have money in a bank, it's covered, even though it's like close to like 250 grand that's insured. But over that, if you have $2 million you lost in a bank, you sign the clause to where you kind of lose that money. And that's why cryptocurrency came about to have those people, if just in case the government shuts down and you can't, you know, you lose your money, they're only liable to give you 250 grand. You know, now people with all this money, they say, well, where's my money? How am I going to get my money? And that's why people created Bitcoin to help those people in need who have money you know, that that want to, you know, keep it on the wraps, that don't want people to know their net worth and so forth. So with day trading, it's, it's considered Forex. So you're trading currency. You're, you're banking on currency, deciding which one is going to go down. You purchase. When it goes up, you sell. You know, you want to purchase when, it, when it's down because you know it's only one way the direction is going to go and it's going to go up. So I do uh, day trading as well as swing trading and some option trading. So. So, so did it take you a long time to learn this, and has it gone well? Is it a full-time vocation for you? What is it? 
I mean, it's a team. We have a team. It's just it's a, it's a couple people that we have involved with it. But it's yeah, it takes it takes time. You have to you have to lose a lot of money as well to to understand it. You know, it's it's, it's educating yourself on things when you're passionate about it. Because everyone's passionate about making money, but you have to sit in front of the computer, and a lot of people don't want to do that. So if you don't have, that's why you have. You know, when you look at the money market in your account, if you if you bank with a major bank, they'll say, we have the money market, you put a certain amount of money in your account, you'll make 2% off the money, or maybe 1% or 2%. In some places, it's 4% uh, per the year. But with trading, day trading, if you're in yourself, you can make 100% off your money to 80% within a week. So, of course, it's, it's a higher risk, but, you know, you can trust that bank, but every time your money's in a savings account, they they punish you or they they give you a penalty for taking your money out the savings account because they're trading our money. Yeah, and, and that's what happens. That's why they penalize you if you take your money out the savings account because they want to trade your money. You have to keep it in a certain amount of months or something so they can trade it. And they get upset if you not if you continue to take money out the savings. They'll close oh, your account. It's not they'll, just that, man. We got. TCF Bank became Huntington Bank, and it's it's the worst in the world. I just had another chip card that wouldn't be read today again. I had to go back to the bank, and they've been just awful. The, the, some of these banks, I think they think they're doing you a favor by having you as a client, and they forget. But that's another topic for another time. i got to let you go. When are you coming back up here? I'll come back. I'll let you know. I'll communicate with you probably next month. Okay, you and me and Matt Steelen get together, okay? Let's do that. Okay, always good to talk to you. Great running into you yesterday. Uh, you too, man. All right, the amazing Akbar. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.